Welcome to Austin Report. Today I'm going to be going over some interesting stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So let's read an article that was originally posted by the Associated Press, but now is on NBC News. All right, so scientists cloned the first U.S. endangered species, right? It's a black-footed ferret, uh, which was duplicated from the genes of an animal that died more than 30 years ago. So here's the cute little fella right there. Um, its name is Elizabeth Ann. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the world. She's apparently only 50 days old. Um, according to... Actually, she's 52 days old, because I'm recording this February 20th. All right. So let's see what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up. It says, um, Chineye, Wyoming, scientists have cloned the first U.S. endangered species, a black-footed ferret duplicated from the genes of an animal that died over 30 years ago. Yes. Let's see, let's see. I'm going to skip some of this banter here. Let's find out. What's going on? Elizabeth Ann was born and is being raised at the Fish and Wildlife Service Black-Footed Ferret Breeding Facility in Fort Collins, Colorado. Didn't even know that was a thing. She's a genetic copy of a ferret named Willa who died in 1998 and whose remains were frozen in the early days of DNA technology. Okay. Let's see. Cloning eventually could bring back extinct species such as the passenger pigeon. For now, the technique holds promise for helping endangered species including a Mongolian wild horse that was cloned and and last summer born at a Texas facility. So there's a lot of cloning going on. Okay. Biotechnology of um, genomic data can really make a difference on the ground with conservation efforts, said Ben Novak, lead scientist with Ravine and Restore, a biotechnology-focused conservation nonprofit that coordinated the ferret and horse cloning. Wow. So this particular Ravine and Restore, I'm just going to copy that real quick, um, are doing a lot of cloning. So far they cloned two animals so far, um, extinct animals. Black-footed ferrets are a type of weasel easily recognized by dark eye markings resembling a robber's mask. Okay, charismatic and nocturnal, they feed exclusively on prairie dogs while living in the midst of rodents, sometimes vast burrow colonies. Oh, I didn't know they ate. Do they attack prairie dogs? Prairie dogs are pretty big compared to them, right? I don't know. That's pretty good. I would love to see like that happen. I'm not to, or they eat the carcass like after it's died. I don't know. Um, I wanted to see. Wait, let's go back to this. Uh, was this? Let me see. Was this one? Yeah. So it's not the first. It's the second. So why are they saying it's the first? First ever cloned U.S. endangered species. Okay. So the Mongolian wild horse is not technically an American. <laughs> technically not American. Is that what it is? All right. I don't know. I'm just reading this through. Um, let's see. Let's see. Even before cloning, black-footed ferrets were a conservation success story. They were thought extinct, victims of habitat loss as ranchers shot and poisoned off prairie dogs colonies that made rangelands less suitable for cattle, until a ranch dog named Shep brought a dead one home in Wyoming in 1981. Scientists gathered the remaining population for a cat breeding program that has released thousands of ferrets at dozens of sites in the western U.S., Canada, and Mexico since the 1990s. Okay. Lack of genetic diversity presents an ongoing risk. All ferrets reintroduced so far are the descendants of just seven closely related animals. Genetic similarity that makes today's ferrets potentially susceptible to eternal parasites and disease such as civilastic plague. Willa could have passed along her genes the usual way too, but a male born to her name Cody didn't do his job and her lineage died out, said Gober. When Willa died, the Wyoming Game and Fish Department sent her tissues to a frozen zoo. Interesting. 
run by San Diego Zoo Global that maintains cells from more than 1,100 species and subspecies worldwide. Eventually, scientists may be able to modify those genes to help clone animal animals survive. Interesting. Hmm. Cloning makes a new plant or animal by copying the genes of an estimate animal. Texas-based Viagin, Viagin, a company that clones pet cats for $35,000 and dogs for $50,000, cloned a Prowalski's horse, a wild horse species from Mongolia born last summer. So here's another company, too. Interesting. It's doing the clonings of animals. And are we cloning people yet? I heard that we are. Uh, I would have to maybe look into that some more. So let's move forward. Similar to the Blackfoot Affair, the 2000, 2000 or so surviving Fawalski horses are descendants of just a dozen animals. Okay. Okay. Viagen also cloned Vila through coordination by Ravine and Restore, a wildlife conservation organization focused on biotechnology. Okay, so these two came together. Ravine, Restore, and Viagen came together to clone stuff. Alright, so you see, you're getting a little information little by little with this mainstream story. It's not very direct, um, but let's move forward. Um, ba, ba, biotechnology. Uh, besides cloning a nonprofit in California, promotes genetic research into imperial life forms ranging from sea stars to jaguars. That's a. It sounds like a rap lyric. Yo, from ranging from sea stars to jaguars, we got it going on. You know, <laughs> Elizabeth Ann was born to tame domestic ferret. Okay, which avoided put, uh, putting a rare black-footed ferret at risk. The two unrelated domestic ferrets also were born by cesarean section. Uh, C-section. A second clone didn't survive. Oh, there was two clones. Could have been. Could have had a sibling. Okay. Uh, Novak, the lead scientist at the Ravine and Restore, calls himself the group's passenger pigeon for his work to someday bring back the once common bird that has been extinct for over a century. Cloning birds is considered far more challenging than mammals because of their eggs, yet the group projects even include trying to bring back a woolly mammoth, a creature extinct for thousands of years. Alright, so... The pigeon is like, obviously, that's not your main goal. You want to do a woolly mammoth. You know, it's like, you might as well just bring back a T-Rex, you know? Jurassic Park it up a little bit. The seven-year the seven year of effort to clone a blackfoot ferret was far less theoretical, he said, and shows how biotechnology can help conservation now. I'm wondering, like, in the future, like, you could just, like, accident, like, hey, can you grow back my finger? Because I cut it off by accident with um, chopping carrots or something. Or, hey, I need a kidney. Or, hey, you know... I don't, I'm just very interested. Oh, hey, um, my kid passed away. You think you can make a new kid for me? Like, that's creepy, but I don't see why that'd be far-fetched if it's under the realm of biotechnology. All right, so let's see what the last thing they said here. I absolutely had to see our beautiful clone in person, Novak said. There's just nothing more incredible than that. Why can't certain things just die? Why do we have to bring back things? I'm just curious. Are we, is that is this so much uh, guilt ingrained in our our species that we had to bring back previous expe- species? Like they died, they died, they they did not survive. They died. I don't mean to sound mean, but when we died, do we really want other species to bring us back? I think we had our turn. I don't know. I sound kind of mean, but eventually, will human species will die too? We're all gonna die. I don't know. I'm tripping here, but maybe I don't know. It's just. Let's see. Let me see. Ravine and Restore. Okay, so Ravine and Restore genetic rescue to enhance biodiversity. See, it always seems like it's coming from a good place, but then I just see evil people doing this stuff. Also, here's the first clone wild horse, and here's the little, little, little first clone black um, footed ferret. So the the article is a little misleading because they're saying Elizabeth is the first clone black footed ferret. And it says, first ever cloned U.S. endangered species. Oh, see, this, 
that's very semantical. Is that a word? Semantical? It's very playing semantics very well. Because look, this is the first cloned wild horse, but this one is a Mongolian horse, so which is not native to the area. I'm assuming, which I didn't even know ferrets were native to this uh, to America at all. To be honest with you, um, except for its name, which is black-footed ferret. You know that seems pretty um, indigenous to us. So let's see what they got going on. They got opportunities. They got funding. They got projects. They got a lot of projects. They got the the horse that we talked about. Let's see. I like how they call them projects. Health hen. What's this? They got the woolly mammoth there. Holy shit! Go back. Did you see that? They got the picture of the parrot and they got the the woolly mammoth. Let's check this out. What? As the possibilities of biotechnology innovations were revealed, the idea of resurrecting the woolly mammoth quickly captured the imagination. The pursuit of this project has helped to identify immediate potential benefits to Asia elephant conservation. There is also compelling climate change re uh, resilience rationale f for this de-extinction project. Is it, or do you just really want to bring back a woolly mammoth, right? Come on, what's if you, if you're able to bring back a woolly mammoth, right? You're telling me that you don't want to bring back, like, say, like an ancient alligator or something like that, or some some ancient, you know. Um, prehistoric, you know, you're telling me that you wouldn't want to bring back like a dinosaur or something like that? You, stop it. it just, just stop it. You know you want to bring these things back. Breakthrough advances in, in genomic technology are presenting the possibility of bringing back long extinct species or at least proxy species which traits and ecological functions similar to the extinct originals. Yeah, you know, you're not going to copy an original. Let's be real. The woolly mammoth has emerged as a leading candidate for this work. It can be attempted because a close relative of the mammoth is still living, the Asian elephant. Thanks to the similarity of their genomes, the genes of woolly mammoth traits can be edited into Asian elephant genome, and the combination brought to life as elephant cousin once again adapted to the conditions of the far north. Bum, bum, bum. And what would you do with this animal once you like once you do successfully bring a woolly mammoth to the world? Like why? Like what? What kind of life is that going to be for the woolly mammoth? I'm just very cu curious. So, so it says the inclusive approach to confront climate change. Okay, so maybe bring back these lovely animals will help. Oh, and there it goes the horse. Let's see, they got the horse. Oh, okay, well you get it. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe, share, like, comment, do all that good stuff, and I'll see you next time.